hey, it's Ratchet Radicals or whatever. This episode is called Your Mama's a Hoe. And I'm about to explain why. <laughs> Don't insult people's mama. Don't say your mama's a hoe. Mama's, hey, mama's a, a hoe. Yes, you say Nintendo. Mama, okay? You okay, say okay. Nintendo. So, welcome to episode two of Ratchet Radicals. We here with your girl Michi, Essence, and Tendo. And this episode is called Mama's a Hope. And we about to tell you why Mama's a Hope. Right. So basically, this came from a conversation that I was having like a couple of years back um, with, a group of some, uh, with a group of some female friends. And the question was like a hypothetical. Like if, and if we have kids or if any of us were to have kids, would we tell them about like all our wild and like young days or whatever, those of us that kind of had or have wild days? And I, my answer to them was like, I would hypothetically, if I have kids, not that I want to have any, but if I did, I would actually sit them down and be like, okay, kids, so mama's a hoe and mama's been a hoe, mama was a hoe. Basically, I was just telling them that like, I would have an open conversation about sex and sexuality and just knowing yourself and the exploration of that side of one's existence because it's a, it is an actual like part of people's lives um and so then the conversation then sort of kind of like evolved into talking uh about how women one don't necessarily like women aren't expected to be talking openly about sex with each other um which doesn't make sense because i'm just like that's a super stereotype to have in this day and age. It's kind of like 2021, hey, and people aren't talking about that. Like, I mean, people are acting like women don't talk about sex. It's stupid. Thankfully, now we have like songs like WAP that do all of that for us, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then also the other thing is just the idea of like women masturbating, um, you know, and knowing their own bodies. People don't talk openly about that. And then just women wanting to have sex just for the sake of having sex. It's a thing, it's, it's, it's possible, it's allowed. Women do that all the time, um, you know? And so kind of like, yeah, um, I think in the future, if I ever have kids or I have a nephew and a niece. So like, I guess in my case, it'd be me telling them, yeah, yo, aunt is a hoe very openly and actually just talking about that um, and no negative connotations on the hoe. So let's dab right in people. So, respect that, Tendo. But yeah. I'm not telling my kids nothing. Let them be ignorant. <laughs> I had to figure it out. They're going to figure it out too. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You are the reason that we are in this right now. It's, it's... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I, <clears throat> I'm glad that you brought up WAP Tendo because I think that that is a very good representation of what you were talking about of how um, women are expected to, to regard their, body, their bodies and their sexuality and their pleasures. So with WAP, there was hella, mostly men, right? Just like up against it. Like, what are they talking about? I think um, Snoop Dogg came out like talking trash about it. Um, meanwhile, you got all these songs where men are talking about like, getting deep throat and getting like all of this stuff and it's like as soon as we are talking about enjoying our own freaking body parts it's like whoa 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 that's vulgar why would you have to say that 
But you wasn't saying that when homeboy was talking about he got one on his left and one on his right. Like, come on. But before WAP, there was my neck, my back, and y'all know the rest of the song. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. That was my... My back. My... Yeah, my... Oh. Hey. I mess with it. You're right. You that, That's true. So it has been like... Women have been for... And you got Lil' Kim, too. You got Lil' Kim, too. What? Like, for ages. Women have been... Women have been talking about... Like, and it's not just, it's not just hip hop. I remember having this conversation with my dad because people are always trying to say that, okay. And by people, I mean like, you know, the older generation, they're like, oh my God, kids nowadays, they just like lay it all out there. So I was minding my own business one day and I'm listening to Rod Stewart. And yes, I do listen to white people music. You can come at me and on some other day for that. It I happened. don't even know who that white person is. I, I know. I, I do have his vinyl too. It's, it's a weird thing. Grew up with this. Tendo's canceled. Say that for another episode. <laughs> you know, possibly. Anyway, so I was listening to Rod Stewart and Cher, right? And they have this song, uh, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. And everything is like going on. And then like, she says, oh, I worship the trousers that cling to him. And then he says, weight matters, like horizontally, she's adept enough. And I'm just like, okay, just because they didn't say the word pussy don't mean that these people weren't talking about sex. Like they were they be and it's been like in every genre it's like you know people find ways and and so i don't know why it's still a big thing it's actually quite annoying because i think the impact of that is actually quite terrible in terms of just generations and generations of women young girls um and also by the way this includes like non-binary people and queer people because their sexuality is ignored completely as well, right? Um, like for example, like when Young and May sang the whole, you call her Stephanie, I call her Heavenly, I don't, oh, you know? And people were like mad about that, like, oh, like, well, she thinks she's a man and da da da. We're like, no, bro, <laughs> it don't matter, you know? Like you, people aren't allowed to, unless you're a heterosexual man, your sexuality is sort of like ignored and just like not allowed to be expressed in any. It doesn't way. exist. Like it doesn't exist exactly. Like 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 it doesn't. And once it's talked about, it's like, oh, why is this happening? Um, or then they it, start feeling uncomfortable. Then they once it's not about them, and that's the catch right there. Once it's not about them, once they're not the, like the center of the universe, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why are you pushing your agenda? Why are you saying all that? You're making me feel uncomfortable. There is that, right? So there is, there is just like the exclusion of like um, women's sexuality, queer sexuality um, in general. And then I, but, but there's this other side. It's kind of like, it's, a, it's, it's, like a, it's like the same side. It's like a different side of the same coin. Sorry, English is a bit difficult sometimes which is the over-sexualization of those sexualities, right? So it's kind of like, and it's kind of like thinking about how men write about women, right? Think about like all like the, if you follow the Twitter account, Men Write Women, which has like male authors describing female characters and just how off it is. Or if you think, you know, or how people uh, hyper-sexualize and over-sexualize and 
over romanticize like lesbian couples um unless unless but that that that's a really funny thing with like um lesbian um sexuality is that um i think judith i think it was judith butler i don't know if i'm like misremembering but i think it was judith you're right english judith butler was talking um about how um lesbian sexuality is in the heterosexual world like kind of doesn't exist and then i saw it play i've seen it play out so many times but i hadn't put a name to it yet where um you know uh a woman i don't know just says that that she's homosexual to a man and then he'll the first thing that he'll say is oh it's because you haven't had good enough dick yet it's because it's because you ain't had the the right dude yet so it's like it's almost like no you're not really there's no way that you can't be (laughs) attracted to men you just haven't had the right one yet so like even even lesbian sexuality in that in in that respect like doesn't exist to to that um what am i even trying to describe that like norm that's so, like societal norm no nah, i understand like i completely agree with everything like it's just crazy like even how we were talking before about you know men having to be the first ones to know our bodies before we know our bodies like we're not supposed to be experimenting we're not supposed to be doing this stuff we're supposed to i don't know what are we supposed to be doing praying to jesus 24 7 and hoping that you know one day our clitoris suddenly makes us feel better i don't know like i have no clue but i i just don't know but it's just the idea <laughs> that <laughs> no but i'm just saying the idea that like we're not supposed to know what we like and then not only are we not supposed to know what we like then we're supposed to know what we like so that we can tell you what we like so that you can better know how we like it what the hell kind of common sense is that that don't make sense that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's such a weird thing and i mean um okay so i i, I actually have a question for you guys did any of y'all ever receive like the talk and or whether whether you did or not right or like what was your encounter with like education and information around sex Right, I'm gonna go first really quick because this story is terrible. So obviously like my parents, my, my, my mom, my dad, perfect. Like I got a great talk from them, but in school, I don't know if y'all remember these classes that they used to teach. Literally the only thing I knew about sex is that you put a saran wrap around a banana. That was it. That was, that's what you do. Now, obviously we know that the banana isn't, you know, but like, seriously, that's all the image I had in my head was like, so the only person having sex in this picture is the man. Like, that's what you're teaching me is that male condoms are the only ones important. You need, like, what? What? Sorry. Now, anybody else can go. But that was just, yeah, yes. Cucumbers, bananas, like, all fruits and vegetables. Like, y'all trying to make me hate eating healthy. <laughs> so they just said, they just said, fuck a dildo. <laughs> no. Exist. You can't bring <laughs> all the vegetables. You can't bring dildos into school. It was like, here's your banana. Now make sure that you wrap the banana 
And when you're done, make sure that you throw away the banana, don't store it, blah, 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 blah. Like what, I, I, I had no idea what was talking about. All I knew was I never wanted to eat a banana again. And to this day, I don't eat bananas. Thank you. Thank you for ruining that. Yo, I think, I think you, us is a little traumatized. <laughs> well, let's see. The first talk I ever got was from my mother. And I remember it perfectly because it was very short and to the point. If you ever get pregnant, if you bring a baby in this house, I ain't raising no other damn child. You're going to leave this damn house if you ever get pregnant. And I have been hearing that since, <laughs> since probably- But you ain't pregnant though, so it worked. Thank you, mama. <laughs> Thank you, no baby. No, but, but you know what's wild is sis had me terrified of getting pregnant and I wasn't even having sex. <laughs> I was just scared that I would show up to the house with a child. <laughs> so how do you get pregnant? That's the thing. I wasn't told how you get, well, how one gets pregnant. I was just told, you better not get pregnant. <laughs> and my sister is five and a half years older than me. So I was hearing that since elementary school. Don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. So I'm over here like, that's the worst thing in the world. Like, not don't get STDs, not, um, you know, give consent, learn what consent is. Don't get pregnant. Um, aside from that, I didn't really have, like, in school, I didn't have any sex ed. Like, in middle school, we had, like, a health class, but that was Be more- grateful you did not have sex ed. Be grateful. Appreciate that. No, 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 no. No, that is very dangerous. Maybe, okay, maybe the sex ed that you got, Essence, that was well, but good sex ed- educational sexual education <laughs> um not having that that's hella dangerous like middle school our health class that I remember did not talk about sex or at least did not talk about it to an extent where we really understood um my high school nothing not even health class not even like yo you shouldn't be eating like certain foods and shit like that like none of that it if it wasn't for this um, job that I had, it was like a summer youth program um, where it's obviously like you only get the job in the summer. I was so like fortunate to have been placed in this job where they had this, pro they had um, after school programs for youth. And so what they did was they had some people come and do a sexual ed workshop with us. And they did ask like, they brought some some dildos to, to show us how to put a condom on. They showed us about female condoms, dental dams, um, told us about like places that we could go if we wanna get tested. Um, they told us about different STDs and things like that. And it was just so, like that's the most upfront sexual ed that I had as a youth ever, because there was this one adult who came to us completely open and honest and was open to answer any questions and was not sugarcoating anything. And I really feel like if it was like, I don't know 
where my life would be if I hadn't received that vital, vital, vital piece of information. Okay, so my, I have like, like three different things to say. So like, but I'm gonna keep each of them quick. Um, so first of all, like, obviously, as we've said before, I'm not American. So like, I have like a whole different education, educational background um, and, and like cultural background and stuff. So the first thing is like, my mom, when I was a kid, um, she was a specialist in AIDS consultant. That was the time when like the African continent was just now getting bigger and more forceful with its education around HIV and AIDS. And so she spent most of her time on the road educating people um, and at-risk populations. Um, so she worked with like minors, truckers and sex workers and you know, taught them about condoms and all of that. So basically my house was full of condoms, um, literally like boxes and boxes of condoms. Um, and then, and my mom would just like send us to go get her bags from like the car and we'd just see condoms. Um, and then books just lying around about like STIs with live pictures. Um, and so, yeah, like actual pictures. I call them live pictures because these are not drawings. These are like <laughs> pictures um, of, of some of the most terrible like STIs and, and AIDS related conditions. And so, and so for me, the biggest fear was not pregnancy for some reason. It was STIs. It was just like, I don't wanna get that. Um, but then I guess I kind of knew the condoms, but it seemed it wasn't clicking yet, right? And then the second thing is, then I went to sixth grade, which was like the first time somebody actually talks to you about like sex. And God bless this woman because now I look back and I'm just like, this was a great introduction to then finding out more information because her thing was this: um, where where a lot of people in my country do like the ABCs of sex. I think it's like abstinence. I should know what B and C are, guys. Oh my God. Um, oh my word. Clearly I'm a host. Not you forgetting what you was taught. <laughs> no, I wasn't taught it. I wasn't taught it. That's the thing. I know other people in my country are taught that. Oh, it's, it's be faithful and contraception, I think. Those are like the ABCs of six, those three. I think, yes. And so, and so then basically she, she came into class and, she's, and then she was like, okay, yeah, so today we're gonna to be talking about reproduction. And obviously we're sixth graders. So we're like giggling because we kind of like have a clue now. And then she's like, okay, kids, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Sex is amazing. It's fun. It's great. Your parents probably do it every night. And then by this time we are like dying. By this time we are just like, we can't help it. And then she's like, but a couple of things, like first of all, you gotta only do it when you are ready to do it do it on your terms and you know like you set your terms number two like protection like it's fun I'm not gonna lie to you it's fun but like you know and she kept she kept making these jokes about like how fun it is and she was like oh yeah don't go ask your parents and they did it last night of course they're not gonna tell you but trust me it's fun like so she kind of made it something to look forward to but also something we can control which of course at in sixth grade I didn't know that that's what she was doing. Cause in six years I was just laughing. I was like, oh my God, does this is this lady insane? And then, and then the other thing I want to say is like trigger warning for anybody, um, sexual assault. Um, so you might want to skip over, like I'll keep this less than a minute. 
But basically, the, uh, the only other conversation was a policeman coming to school to talk about rape and defining rape specifically as when there is penetration. Um, and nothing else around it, nothing else around the power, nothing around sexual assault in general, what is sexual assault? Um, and so it's, it's, it's interesting that those were kind of like three very different experiences. My family has never said anything, apart from those books and me getting condoms from my mom's bag, literally they've, they've never said anything else about it. So with that being said, my next question is like, we all had different experiences with like sex ed and sexual education, but like, I mean, from kind of like knowing like us a little bit, I think we've come a long way from bananas and Syrian rap. Um, and so <laughs> what, what was that journey like? And what did- Have we? You don't know what I did last night? We don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, no, we don't want to know because Essence will tell us. All right, Chendo. So now that you gave us this whole lecture, you know, like like a real mom about sex ed and what to do, you on. Me and Michelle, your kids. What you going to say to them? We ready. Mommy, what is sex? I think I'll take the approach of my sixth grade teacher, but be obviously a little bit more open about the different kinds of, 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 of sex there is, the different kinds of relationships there are, the importance of consent, especially the importance of consent, the importance of knowing that consent goes both ways, um, the import or multiple ways, depending on how many people are involved in this interaction. So I'll have to let them know about that as well. The fact that consent can be withdrawn at any moment, um, and that's on period. And that's on period. Um, so I think I think if my if my if my nephew and niece um, ask me these questions, I will definitely be talking to them about about it, like as 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 an act, and just the different levels of it, and and the different people they can decide to have it with when they decide to have it, right? Uh, obviously, there's I will make sure that I also tell them about the age. Of consent, just because, in as much as people want to say, yeah, people experiment at twelve or whatever, I kind of do want to let them know that, like, yeah, but there's this whole legal aspect. So obviously, kind of just, just hold off, just do do things by yourself at least until you're like, <laughs> you're like, uh, what's the age of consent? Um, that age, um, and and then and then I think I'll also let them know about like. Um, the diff like that it's okay to experiment with different people once again as long as there's consent so just because my niece is a girl doesn't mean that she's got to do it with the man obviously um, you know uh, same thing with my nephew just because he's he's like a nephew don't mean he got to do it with like you know so they could all do whatever it is with whomever it is um, and and yeah and just let them know about protection on, on both like the different kinds of protections they are um and just be open to questions honestly like i think whatever questions they have because like they might be asking me about just the biological thing like yeah but like actually what happens when the sperm meets the egg <laughs> or they might actually be asking about like okay so how many holes do i have you know 
or things like that. So yeah, I think it's, I'm honestly looking forward to when I have this conversation with a younger person. You guys have no idea. I have thought about this for so long. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell them how fun it can be and how fun it should be. Um, but also it's okay for it to be awkward. Um, yeah, people, people knock things over, guys. It can be awkward. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever, like literally it's, 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 it's like, it's funny to me. <laughs> it's like anything else you do in life. Literally. It's, it's like making yourself breakfast, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's like, if you queef, it's okay. It's normal. Exactly. It's natural. Yeah. Like too, too, <laughs> nothing's wrong with you um, and it's not dirty yeah. and it's, it's not michelle are you speaking from experience here you gotta get something <laughs> off your chest um i'm pretty sure everybody in this room has <laughs> you have a message for somebody in particular um no but like, you know and, and, and i think and i i i think the other thing that i kind of like really just want to get into is is just that the the the, the awkwardness the learning the learning experience um of it and and not for it's it's not like it is in the movies you know where like it, it all looks nice and i don't know it's just sometimes nobody people don't know how to take off zebra you know they don't even talk in the movies they don't even talk like yeah no one wants if you don't talk i have questions i'm like okay nobody's telling anybody get up get down move left move <laughs> right like nobody's nobody's communicating and that is the worst portrayal and and that will also obviously let them know that i know that they will probably watch porn but they gotta be wary of their cookies and their histories Um, (laughs) that is not what i haven't finished finished. and also let them know that it's not necessarily how things go like that's not a realistic expectation to have some things could be real, but yeah, no, that's, it's, it's a movie for a reason. Um, and, and just let yeah. them know that I, I know they'll watch it. I, I know they will be. <laughs> and, and the, like the biggest thing, one, one of, let me not say the biggest, one of the biggest things to point out with that is that I have yet to see one condom, one male condom. Oh, it's there. Not the ones that I have not seen. <laughs> I just be like, oh, so y'all just raw dogging it? Okay. Okay, I don't know what you're watching. Um, Apparently, neither do I. Thank you for that question. But yeah, let, let's, so let's get back to um, what we were talking about before with like our own sexualization yeah. and then the hypersexualization we've come a long way from like serene rap on bananas what was that journey like for you like what did it take did it take like confronting any like inhibitions you had or like any any like self-judgment like some people face um yeah yeah no i i understand completely now like you know i'm a weirdo so i feel like i always been that way since birth you know shout out to the weirdos out there but <laughs> Um, I didn't really have like two, like I had questions, but my mom, like I talked to my mom all the time on a regular, like me and my mom are super close. So she was always like, oh, you know, 
if you meet someone and they don't help you, you know, you got to make sure that you're helped first. Like, I didn't know what the heck she was talking about when she was like, you got to make sure you're helped first. Not this voice you're making up. For the- <laughs> I mean, obviously she doesn't sound like that, but I was saying like, I'm mom, that's she doesn't even know how she sounds. <laughs> I love your mom, by the way. She's so cool. She was always like, you need to make sure that you're helped first. And I was like, what the heck she mean I'm helped first? Like, whatever. And then like, obviously as I grew up more, like I remember it distinctly, like after the first time I did it, like maybe like 25 minutes later, I called my mom and I was like, mom, I took this really hard math test. Um, Cause my dad was in the room. So she, she knew the code. So I was like, mom, I took this really hard math test. Um, I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if I passed it um what I do now and she literally walked me through she was like listen baby girl you got this this is how it's gonna work so like shout out to the strong women who educate us listen this is what it's gonna be like I don't know and then obviously we we don't talk as much about it now because that's just weird but in the beginning it was like okay this is what I needed so a lot of that journey was like guided by like my mom because she she told me she was like kind of like you Tendo. she didn't have that growing up like my grandma's a pastor like she was like I didn't have that you know and I want to make sure that you go into this and you safe and you protect it and you enjoy it because she, like you said she was like this could be you know a blessing and also she wanted grandbabies so you know not then but now 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 she wants plenty of grandbabies like where my baby's at. Hey, <laughs> me a little worried. There. Let's not talk about this biological clock. All right, let's stop. Next. No, but like, oh, girl, ain't nobody on that I clock. Time. I'm still in 2020. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's the next year. Ain't nobody on that clock. So, shout out to your mom, though. Like, that's that's exactly I think what we need in terms of just how people relate to their like their guardians their parents their teachers anybody older than them we all need that person in our lives who's just open enough to talk to us about like sex and sexuality and our bodies and just be like yo this is what it is like talk to me like I am here for it and that's why I am excited as an aunt because I think part, part of it is that technically my role is to be an aunt mostly to my niece that's like traditionally what it's supposed to be like but I'm here for both my niece and my nephew, man. Like, I am so ready for them to just, like, show up and be like, okay, we got questions for you that we can't ask our presents. Like, girl, <laughs> I've been waiting for this day, you know? And they're both preteens now, so this is even more exciting for me. And I, I kind of like, yeah, I want to take the route that your mom took. And then, I don't know if I want them to call me after their first time, though, because that might just be hella awkward, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't mind the, you know, I'm not. I said I started it with the disclaimer. I'm a weirdo. All right. Then no, I, started I, I, I think I, w- I would be like, OK, how did it go? Like, <laughs> OK, so OK, so what happened? Give me the details. <laughs> well, no, nah, she didn't ask for all the details. She was just like, how you feeling? Like she was I making thought- sure I was mentally OK after it, because I was like, I don't know if I did it right. I don't like it. <sighs> you know, Sis, the first time I <laughs> Yeah. The first time I had sex, I literally, first of all, I don't understand how anyone, any, like anybody with female organs could enjoy their first time. That is pain. That's straight up pain. Like there, there's like nothing else but pain and discomfort. And so after the first time, I literally, I swear to you, I was in this whole, like, 
downward spiral because I was like, is this what people talk about enjoying? Oh my gosh, is this is what it's gonna be like for the rest of my life for me? I don't wanna do this. <laughs> it was, it was not you had a really time. hard math test. I understand. It was a terrible math test. It was a terrible test. No, I think. Yeah, I, I and I, I think people also ignore the mental side, the mental and psychological. I'm glad your mom called you to find out how you were doing. You know, like if you were okay. Like, of course, me asking my nephew and niece hypothetically, being like, "Hey, how was it? Give me the details." That was actually <laughs> just me being a jerk. But you're right about like the mental side, the mental like psychological side of it. I'm not talking emotional. First of all, like every time women start talking about sex, people want to bring emotions. I don't know. I'm just talking about like the actual mental and psychological side of it. Like your mom just saying, yo, but are you okay? Because that, that thing about worrying about like your performance, like it's a test, like, you know, all of that. Or did, did I enjoy it? Did I do it right? Is there even a right? Like, bro, those things are like weird to navigate the first time, no matter how open a conversation you have had, even if you know where your hole's at, even if you know what gets you ticking because you've been masturbating or you've explored with your body, like, you still, it's still, it's still mental, it's still psychological. And I think that's weird, right? Because it's something that, that, that means that sex is something like private in the sense that like, you know, two or more people, however, are having it. But it's something communal in the sense that you kind of need support after it, bro. Like after the first time, you kind of want to go to somebody and just be like, yeah, man, I got, I got questions. Um, or once you've been doing it for a minute, you want to be, you want to just wanna be, be like, like yo, hey, girl, let me tell you what happened. You, you want to <laughs> That's true, right? And even women want to be like, yo, dab me up, dab me up. Men are the only ones like that want to do that. Sometimes we want to go and be like, guys, let me tell you how it went. How it is. You know how in movies it'd be like, um, the, you know, obviously the heteronormative um, the guy and the girl go in the room, you know, they, they, they have sex or whatever. And the dude comes out and the guys are out like clapping it up for him and like dapping him up and all that. That's how it'd be with our friends. Like, it'd be like, yo, <laughs> I'll let you do that. Yo, girl, send me that picture. Be like, okay. I just did that. I just did that. <laughs> three times, three times. <laughs> like, you should have seen with nobody else. <laughs> you should have seen Like, you should. You should have seen me. Let me show you. He was all tired. I walked out there like, okay, I'm about to go make breakfast. No, chill. You're making me breakfast. Get out. I mean, I could have gone again, but like, no, but you see, it's, it's something that's funny because I think the other thing that I want to say, because I know we got to end this and this will probably come up in part two, but just that thing, right? It's something that we, a lot of us do, uh, unless you're a nun or a priest. And first of all, we all know that some of them aren't even <clears throat> fully celibate, but <laughs> but like it's something that we all do but something that people don't have open conversations about and yet we will, we will share recipes right i'll be like yo mishi how'd you make your oatmeal in the morning sure but like yo mishi how'd you suck a dick like people don't want to ask that let me tell you right now sis hold on Where that banana at? you get that grapefruit you get that grapefruit <laughs> But <laughs> no, but I, I just hope this conversation got people thinking about like how how important it is that we talk openly about 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 sex and sexuality and our bodies and 
why we should explore more. And I'm looking forward to part two, man. Like we should definitely. And as yes, and especially as as women, as non-binary, as queer, like those populations need to be a lot more open and comfortable having those conversations. Because like I said, the alternative is just, it's not, we're not doing that no more. We're not doing the alternative no more. The whole taboo nonsense, the hush hush, the the shame, clip, clip. All right, so look out for part two of Mama's A Ho. We're gonna be talking masturbation. We're gonna get into the nitty gritty, you know what I'm saying? Thank y'all for listening. Peace. And see y'all in part two.